Bam, we're live. Good morning. Sabir and Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Savon. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Coach Ken, good morning. Rambler, good morning. Jessica Valenzuela, good morning. Blink, good morning. Heidi, hey. Schindel Decker, yo, what's up, dude? This morning we got uh, Haley Adams coming on, which I'm pretty stoked on. Very stoked. More than stoked. Excited. Looking forward to it. I wonder if she's competing this year. What's she doing? What she what has she been doing? What happened? How's her dog? Oh, there she is. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, what's up? How are you? Great, you know, just had a big breakfast and played with my dog for a little bit, and yeah. How is the dog? Oh, he's very crazy, actually. His breed is just so energetic, and yeah, he's a handful, but he's been really good for me, so. Do you have help taking care of him, Haley? Um, when I'm in Tennessee, uh, I don't. It's just me, but like when I'm here in North Carolina and I have like my mom and my friends and stuff, then yeah. Are you are uh, when you're in Tennessee and he's there? Are you like obsessive about it? Or does he come with you to the gym? Um, no, just because he's like he loves people so much that he just wants to see everyone and just gets so excited. So it's just easier to keep him at home. But um, sometimes I bring him to the gym here because there's like not as much going on. But yeah, he's crazy. And when you say gym here, where's that? Uh, in Lexington, North Carolina. And that's home. That's where mom and dad are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what kind, is that? A what is that? A uh, like a um, what kind of dog Australian, is that? An Australian Shepherd. Are those the ones that nip at your heel? Like it's like, <laughs> like they're, they're herd, herding dogs. Like they kind of nip at you. Yeah, he did that when he was a puppy. Like if we were outside playing on the fence and we someone would kind of like run off, he'd like run and nip at their heels. But he doesn't do that anymore. He's not. He's not a working dog anymore. <laughs> no, he's a well-fed dog that likes to play fetch. Are are you um are you uh, obsessed with them? Like if you're working out, are you like, oh shit, I got to get home and take him out, or he needs to potty, or like, are you yes, always like, yes? Every time I leave him, I feel so bad because I'm like, he just waits for me to come home because he's kind of like super attached. Yeah. Um, so I just feel bad, but I try not to leave him for t- super long. But I, I, that was actually a loaded question. I was deciding whether you're going to be a mom or not, and then you're going to be a mom. That's because <laughs> that's the way my wife was for ten years with our dog. And can you tell by the way he walks around the room, like, yep, he's got to go pee or, oh, he's got to go poo or like yeah. you just have the eye for that? Um, He kind of like makes a noise, like a bark that's different um, when he has to go out or he'll go stand by the door. So we got that down pat. Is he is he past the chewing stage? Um, He's past, I guess, chewing things up, but only if he has his chew toys. So if he doesn't have his chew toys, then he will go grab something. Um. But for the most part, yes. Lost anything crazy yet? Come home and your best pair of shoes are toast or a whole cushion on the couch is missing? You're like, what the? Uh, nothing on the couch yet. Um, I've definitely lost some shoes. Uh, I think I think that's about it. Oh, one time he chewed up a phone charger. And I was really scared because of if he ate some of it. But thankfully he didn't. Um, he also chewed up my TV remote. <laughs> All the remotes don't or the buttons don't work. Um, but yeah, that's it. 
another good another sign that you're gonna end up being a mom like if if my dog chews my uh, uh charger he gets a spanking i'm pissed that i got it but you are worried about the dog yeah i was just worried about him yeah. I, was like, I don't think he's supposed to be like swallowing that stuff you don't spank him do you not really very rarely it didn't really i wasn't sure what to do when he was a puppy like if i was supposed to spank him and the few times that i popped him it didn't really do anything so he listens better when i like raise my voice a little bit god you're a good yeah. dude yeah. <laughs> i have three animals so um i know you uh specifically through watching you do crossfit mm-hmm. C- crazy shit and specifically, like I, the events I've loved watching you do are like uh, running events, like that, uh, especially those kind of shorter ones, like that. Um, I don't remember the event, but the event where you guys would run and then you would have a, few, a, a minute or whatever to put put that 185 yeah. pounds or 225 pounds over your head. And when we got to see you run across the field, you just it was it was like ballet. It was so cool. Thanks. And people have learned uh, to, to love you for it because people love sports and people love watching their their they love good movers they love beautiful people and they love winners right there's like this whole um it's been like that forever and you you kind of check a lot of those boxes and and young and new and getting better and they get to take the whole journey with you and you did the 2022 CrossFit Games which you know arguably one of the hardest events uh, an athlete could do that year in any discipline. And then you took 2023 off and and what a crazy year. Well, yeah. Okay. Before we get to you, what a crazy year. You Mal Tia. I'm probably forgetting someone. Um, yeah, I don't remember either. Definitely quite a few people are. What a wild year before we get to the sensitive stuff. Let's ask some really insensitive things. As I'm known for, was a party like hmm, maybe I should just suck it up and be like, "Yo, Mal and Tia gone." Oh no! Well, I mean, no. my decision was made way before theirs. There, oh, before but gotcha. All like right. earlier in the year. How about how about a comeback when you saw Mal wasn't there? You're like, okay, <laughs> no, wait a second. Not. I'll just take no. four Xanax and just get back in the game. Oh, I'm, just a, I'm just gonna take a bunch of drugs, <laughs> and and uh. Numb the pain. I'm going to start drinking. No. So satisfied in my life at that point that I had absolutely no desire to be like, I want to go do that now. And also, like, that's anyone else is not my sole purpose for doing this. So, What's not your sole purpose for doing this? Like, if someone else isn't there to go win, I feel like that would defeat the whole point of taking a year off, like, for myself. You know, if I'm going to do it because someone else isn't there, you know. So. Um, did you watch the games this year? Mm, not really i it was playing at a gym in california that i was at um so we were watching the last day but other than that i didn't really watch it no all right uh don't get weird dude i can't help it uh geez sevy you're lucky she's a good sport i know everyone everyone comes on the show is a good sport (laughs) Haley adams is especially a good sport are you um are you training for the 2024 CrossFit Games? I don't know. You, you don't know. Um you don't know or you're not you don't want to you don't want to say yet. Mm. <laughs> this put me on the spot. 
that's why I brought you here, Haley. That's why I, I know, you I know. Put you on the spot. I know. Well, guess we'll have to see. I know we will have to see. It's exciting. Um, um, pe pe people want people want you to compete, and I think for. There's this weird thing going on, right? Like people obviously um, – everyone wants everyone to be healthy and happy and enjoy life. But then on the other hand, people like you for what you do, right? Like people like um, Adele because she got a great voice and because she sings well. And some yeah. people will be like, well, on one hand, you know, for yourself, you have to be like, hey, I'm more than that. But on the other hand, it's nice that people love you or appreciate you for yeah. your – Athletic ability. I, I feel like people try to poo-poo that. Like, it's like just like all about who you are and people should like me for who I am. No, actually, it's it's nice having a friend who's crazy, athletic, beautiful, or it's nice having a friend who who's rich or there's other qualities. It doesn't make you a bad person because you like someone because they're rich as fuck. I don't think. No. Or because they can dunk a ball. Like, if, if Michael Jordan was a dick and you liked him, still, I think that's fine. He was a great basketball player, right? <laughs> I mean, I try to be a good person. You are, you are. I didn't mean you were a dick. Athletic. Yeah. Uh, but I try to have good qualities as a person on and off the field. Um, so, yeah, I just try to carry that. Uh, or, I don't know. I mean, I think people like me for who I am. That's something that I definitely struggle with, was feeling that was the only reason why someone wanted to be my friend or would want to date me or whatever was because of what I did. But... I think I've proved myself wrong, especially this year when I got so much praise for like, or like just shown so much love for taking the year off. I was like, oh wait, people actually like me for me too, you know? For, so. for both. Yeah. Do you, do you, th I mean, but it makes sense to you why people would be attracted to you for these other reasons. It does, yeah. Because I, of your hard work, your performance, yeah. you're on their, you're on their phones, you're on their TV. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not naive to that, and I've also, I'll gladly take ownership for how hard I've worked and yeah, the things I've accomplished. But I also don't want it to just be everything about me, you know. Or, or maybe there's like circles, right? There's, and it goes the other way too. There's probably people who don't like you, but if they got to know you, they would love you, right? There's people from far away like, fuck her, she's a bitch. But you know for sure if you were in an elevator, stuck in an elevator with them, they'd be like, oh my God, Haley's cool as shit. What was I thinking? It goes both ways. Oh, absolutely. There's lots of that. Lots and lots and lots of that. But yeah, I'm like, if people don't know me, then they can't really, I mean, I guess they can't hate on me. But if you don't know me, then you don't really know me. Um, can you, how, how old are you now? 22. 22. Yeah. So when you, you, when you made the decision to take the 22. Crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I was wondering if I had a pair of nanos older than that. Um, when you decided to take the year off, you were 21. Um, it was early this year. So I was, I just turned 22 because my birthday is in December. So. And do you think it's a correct characterization that you took the year off? You decided to take the year off? Like that I decided for myself? Yeah, like that it was a decision. Like, you know, like you open the fridge and there's cantaloupe and watermelon. You're like, I'm going with cantaloupe. And you made that decision. Yeah. Did you, it was you who made the decision. Okay, I'm 100% me. I was the one that had the idea. 
um, even brought it up to the people around me. Um, it was a hundred percent my idea. And can you tell me the buildup to that um, idea? You you made the decision in. It was like in February, January. January. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just was the whole off season. I mean, that whole entire year, basically, even lean up to the games. I was just so unhappy, and quite honestly, miserable. I was punished myself in the gym. I wasn't enjoying it, and I I know it's not enjoyable all the time. I'm not dumb, but it was just like to a different level that I hadn't experienced before. Like it felt like so much of a chore and just like getting out of bed and knowing that I had to do it was just weighing me down so much. And then in the off season, it just got worse because I, in my head, I played so badly at the games that I had to somehow crush myself and get better at the things that I was bad at. And it just was like a full circle. And I kept just breaking down all the time. And I just felt so burnt out. Like going to the gym was just, it was not good. Uh, my body was hurting so badly. Um, and then in December, around my birthday, I had a really big breakdown. And I was like, I just don't know how I can keep going like this. Like, it just, this is the worst it's ever been. I feel so burnt out. Like, how am I supposed to do better than next year when I can't even, I don't even want to be in the gym. And like, my mental health wasn't good. Um, so I just battled with that for a few weeks. And I was just like, why can't you just suck it up or just you know, have motivation or be better. Like I just was fighting myself in the opposite way. So that was not helping. And then literally one day I just woke up and I was like, I could just take the year off. And like, mm -hmm. once I like thought of that, it almost felt like I was relieved of pressure immediately. Um, Obviously I decided, but just knowing that I had that option. So even before you took the year off, just knowing you had the option, took a little pressure off. Like, yeah. Like when you get when you have to go to the bathroom really bad and you finally pull up in the driveway, you're like, oh, I'm going to make yeah. it. But the thought of like having to go compete and somehow prove myself again or try to like get a certain position or whatever felt crippling. Like I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like last year I was miserable um, and I was even more miserable at this point. So just having that option gave me hope. And honestly, I was like, it will probably help me and add on years to my career because I've been going at this for so long. Like I was going, so you are competing this year. Did you just say that? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. All right. Okay. Um, but I'm just saying like it physically and mentally would add on years to my career. Cause I'm like a ton of people got 2020 off. I did not. And some of the people that aren't are were there aren't competing anymore or had a year off during that time. So I was like, I mean, I've been going nonstop for a long time with no break. So like it's honestly okay to just take a little break and maybe prolong my career, help my body heal and my mind and yeah. Um, you you said that you would have trouble getting up like in the morning to like go go to the gym and train. Once you started training, did that go away? No, I had multiple breakdowns. Like I just every piece I did was just a struggle to get through. Like. It was it was such a dark time, and I don't, I don't even know what I would tell myself now to get through it, but it was just hard to get anything done because I was just so mentally out of it. that, And I was fighting myself, too, like, why can't you just do this? Or, you know, someone else is getting better than you. So it was just constantly nonstop in my head. Uh, Judy Reed uh, chimes in here. Uh, Emma Carey took a year off from uh, with her injury, and she came back strong this year. Yeah. So, I mean... 
when when I saw you take the year off, I started thinking to myself, well, I didn't think of the physical the physical part, but I just thought, yeah, I think that every healthy person um, between the age of eighteen and twenty five should have some sort of identity crisis and spiritual breakdown. I, I know I did, and basically, I just took off. <laughs> I just I just hit the road. I just be, I just let myself become homeless for two years and just soul searched and just read books, yeah. because because for me it wasn't that I you're saying all you did was games, but for me I went to school from kindergarten to to high school and then to college and then finally one day you're like what the fuck am I doing, right? Yeah. And for me it kind of got so I don't want to say so dark, but I was w- wanting to give up on life. Like I wasn't quote unquote suicidal. Like I wanted to kill myself, but kind of, I, I was done. Yeah. It's like, what do you have to live for? Like you have nothing. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. Like this is everything. Like, what do I have now? Yeah. Like I wanted to surrender. Is that how it was kind of for you? You're ready just to surrender. Like, Hey, if I get struck by lightning, so be it. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny, but like, it just, I felt so hopeless that this was all I had and that people would only like me or only liked me because I did CrossFit or like my family wouldn't care about me or like just made up all the stuff in my head that because this has been my life. I have known nothing else. I've done nothing else. I didn't have a life outside of this, nothing. So in my head, I'm like, I, I don't even know who I am outside of this. So like, what do I do? You know? It's, it's interesting you say that when I, 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 when I, I watch your interview with Bryce Smith, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, uh, Haley's quite talkative in that relative to when I interviewed her. <laughs> and I think the reason why you just nailed it, you have something to talk about now. Yeah, I have a lot. You, you, you went on a journey, like an internal journey, outside journey. You went on a, a on an intense journey. Yeah, it was very intense. And it was the farthest thing from easy, especially at the beginning. But I feel like I know who I am now, and my values and I have a life now, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been a really interesting year to say the least, but I'm very proud of what I did this year and I'm excited for the future. If I heard correctly, this started also in 2021, you're training for the 2021 games. You were already like, Oh, you could see like something was not a hundred percent. Right, because like I said, from the year before, I games trained from, uh, I don't even remember when it started, but it went all the way to the end of October, which was way longer than it ever had been before. And then here I got to go again and turn around and get ready for the Open way sooner than I had before. So even from that, and then on having all the pressure to try and get on a podium because I just had placed fourth, it really started to weigh on me where it's like, hmm, this isn't really fun anymore it's more of like i have to do this or you suck so. you took fourth and then you took ninth in 2022 and that's what you're saying that at fourth and then 2021 i got fifth okay um and then this path or in 2022 i got ninth which was to me the worst thing in the world yeah Completely crazy <laughs> yeah 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 um it, I, it's funny i never heard anyone for, for what it's worth ever think that you were doing anything besides um getting better of course there's always that chatter you know every athlete there's like Haley needs to be stronger laura needs to be better at her handstand push-up yeah. so-and-so needs to learn how to run i mean there's all these things oh, but what say it again 
always something. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that everyone um, from the outside, I, I, I've never saw your stock wane from the outside, which is it. But but that doesn't matter if if you're having that internal talk on the inside. Yeah. So how did it? Um, as you approach that February, so February had the open started when yet when you um, decided you weren't going to do the season? Um, no, I decided late in January. I was at Disney okay. World in the open. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember seeing pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, when you, as you're building up to that, um, not not doing it. Why say anything? Why not just not do it? Why make a post about it? Because I I battled for a bit going back and forth whether I wanted to share or not. But then I sat and thought about it for a while. And I was like, if I could just help one person get the courage to just take care of themselves or get help or just something. And I just wanted to be the person that I really needed during a time like that. Um so that was kind of my main factor for wanting to share. And it was very, very hard to write that caption and just think of the right things to say. But that was my motive for wanting to share in hopes that I could help another girl or someone. It, it's interesting. when, when I, I don't know why, but when you said it the, the first way, and it's the way you said it in the Bryce thing, I was having trouble processing it. When you said, hey, I, if I could just help one person. Mm -hmm. When I hear that for some reason – I, I go to I don't know I just don't like that phrase for some reason. Which one? But just like if I could just help one person for some reason that doesn't resonate with me. But the way you said it just now I I now I get it. You get if, it. Yeah. You you wanted to be the person that you would need in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I get it. Okay. Now I get. It. Sometimes it, it takes a special exactly. way to be said to me because I'm special. You never know like who around you is hurting. Like if you just looked at me, I just worked out all the time, and you would never know that I was just like fighting internally so hard so you never know what someone's going through even if they have a smile on their face all the time or whatever so if it just gave the courage of one person just to know that it's going to be okay or just give them hope then that's what i wanted to do and so you post that and at this point has mal pulled out yet oh no i don't she is not that was around semifinals yes i don't know wow do you think you influenced her decision uh, I don't want to say I influenced her decision. No, I think that definitely comes from within, especially how high up we are. And basically this was our life. So I don't think anyone could have, have influenced my decision. So I definitely think that was all her. But, yeah. Um, when you made the decision, was it um, cut and dry? Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do? Yeah. Like you knew or was it like – well, I think was I, it scary? I guess was it really scary to pull out? Oh, it was really scary. I think I knew in my heart that's what I wanted to do as soon as I started to think of it. But the struggle for me was telling people like telling my family or Rich or Bichon or my, my agent. Um, I think that was the next hardest thing for me to not sound like I was like, oh, I'm 100% going to take the year off, but just mention it to them and see how they would react. Because, of course, I'm terrified of disappointing anyone. So I didn't want anyone to freak out. Um, but no, once they all seemed okay and they were like, yeah, that could totally help or that definitely helps make my decision more permanent. 
so so physically not wanting to get up and go when you do go have breakdowns is a breakdown like you're just you just start you're after a workout you're crying or you're running to the yeah. bathroom or yeah. you're the thing about me is i don't really cry like i've always been a let's try to save our tears for the pillow so if i am crying it's bad and i was crying probably most every day wow yeah i don't cry much and and and, and literally like there just in the barn uh you get off the assault bike and you start crying well i stayed at home during that whole time um from december to january just so i could be with my mom and my dad and i just felt like i was staying with people here like it, it was nice to have company i didn't want to be alone so those are my family and and as you're starting to these ideas are percolating i'm guessing it, it built up about pulling out did you start running the idea by people? Did you have anyone to run it by? Well, I started mentioning it to like my family and Rich and uh, my agent and stuff. And once I felt like they were not going to freak out or be like, no, that's a bad choice, blah, blah, blah. And that they actually just cared about me and how I'm doing and make sure I'm okay. Then I was like, wait, I can, I can do this, you know? Did anyone say to you, Haley, what the fuck? Suck it up. Fin no. Do the game. No, no one said that. Anyone that actually cares about me or knows anything about me would know that that was the best thing for me to do because anyone that says something like that obviously had just has no idea what's going on on the inside and they don't know my story. They don't know anything about me. So it's super easy to say that and say suck it up. But if you don't actually know what's going on with someone, then it's not cool to say that. <laughs> But but you it's not cool to say that, but you did say it to yourself a little bit, right? Oh, you tried you tr you tried it on you tried it on yourself. But if someone else, like if my parents or anyone said that to me, I would have been crushed. Like absolutely crushed. I probably would have tried to suck it up because the fear of disappointing someone else. But anyone that again, anyone that knows me and cares about me and that I even value their opinion would never say that because they know that's not the best thing for me. Um, and what you said right there about um, pleasing other people, that's also what – and I don't re I don't regret this at all. I, I actually think it was healthy. That is also the way my upbringing was. I was brought up to – I wanted to please my parents. And I think that that's normal and healthy, but I also think that that's part of that 18 to 25 years old. Yeah. When you go through that identity crisis, you kind of make the break from your parents, right? right. You become an adult. But I, do, do you think it's okay that you went through that? Like, do you think it was okay that you were in that state of mind? But it, but it, like, like the same way, if you're a butterfly, it's okay that you're a caterpillar at some point? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's taught me so much. Um, it's brought me to this point in my life now. Um, and also, I feel like if I ever start to feel like that again, I kind of have the tools to, you know, make sure it doesn't get so severe again. Or just, yeah, I just think that it's a lot of beautiful things have come from it and i think it, i'm glad it happened what what tools did you go to a therapist uh yeah i did do therapy for a bit um but also just like if i feel panicky or even in the gym if i'm feeling like i need to do like 1500 workouts to feel better about myself like just being like no it's it's okay you don't have to do that so just like little thoughts that come that I feel like I know how to deal with better and control it because it doesn't just go away. You know, like I still deal with things on a daily basis that are like, I need to not eat this or I need to go 
run 10 miles or this or that. And I'm like, actually, no, you don't. It's okay. So just learning how to deal with that stuff. Um, the, the thing with exercise is crazy. Cause I think probably so many of us, you like, I'll totally do that. I won't feel good. And I'll just go straight to the garage. That's like my go-to start mm -hmm. sweating. Yeah. Just, I, I don't feel good. Start sweating. And that's the thing that it was hard to explain to a lot of people of like, everyone knows I did crazy volume. It's not a secret, whatever. But the thing that people didn't understand was like, that was my escape. Like as soon as I stopped working out, all of the thoughts come in. I'm like, you're not doing enough. Someone's getting better than you. Like, mm. you're never gonna be good enough. So I'm like, that was like my only safe place was just constantly working out because I didn't have to think about anything. So that's why it seems so crazy to everyone doing so many workouts. But it was really just saving me at that point, even though it was hurting me too. But did someone say to you, um, uh, "Hey, here are some tools." Here are some like did, was it specific that someone was like, hey, here are some tools when you feel like, hey, when you're down on yourself for what you're eating or when you're. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just learning how to deal with those thoughts and how to process them. And it's, you know, they're not always real. Like, it, and I've also thought like this for five years, so it's not just going to go away, but learning like where they can come from or what triggers it. And yeah. Is there anything practical you do? Like, okay, I'm feeling this way. I'm set my watch on my iPhone for one minute and I sit with my back to a wall or I sit with my legs up, you know, you know, my wife does this thing where she lays on her back and puts her like her butt on the wall and her feet up and she sets a timer and she'll just start focusing on her breath. Do you have anything like specific you do? It sounds kind of silly, but since I've isolated myself so much the last few years and I always just wanted to be alone because I thought that's what was best. But when I start to feel kind of down or whatever, I just want to be around someone, whether that's my mom or a friend. I just don't want to be alone. Um, so just being with someone else in their presence uh, helps a ton. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And, and you say uh, isolated. So what that would look like at Cookville is wake up, go to the gym workout, and then just come, go straight home. Yep. <laughs> I never like really hung out with anyone. I never did actually. Um, I mean, the only people I saw were at the gym. I would just sit on at home on Sundays. Yeah, I never really did anything, which is really sad. But <laughs> yeah, I learned that being around people has helped me a ton and is actually really good for me. Um, during that, uh, so so in January when you decide okay i'm not i'm not going to compete in the 2023 season is there any like prolonged period where you actually do take time off from working out i mean like like oh, yeah i as soon as i made that post i probably didn't work out for uh i would say at least a month like i did not work out at all like really not not even like no i was so done at that point i was like i no i don't want to work out at all um and then how was that? How was that? Was that weird? No, I at that point I was so burnt out that I was just enjoying life. Like I went to Disney, um, just waking up and feeling like I didn't have to go do something was very helpful to help heal my relationship with exercise. Um, but after that, I started to want to work out, um, just not CrossFit. So I would go to Planet Fitness with my mom. We'd go walk and or I would run or something, and then I would do like all the bodybuilding machines. Um, but I took a hot minute from CrossFit. Like I did not want to do it at all. 
and that shit's fun. Planet Fitness is cool. Those places are fun. Like the giant Globo it. gym. Yeah. I love it. People mind their own business. Like, yeah. Fit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the place is huge. Mm-hmm. They got a huge bathroom. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very clean. <laughs> That's I love yeah. Planet Fitness. I, I still be- love going to those places. I still, go. I still go three to four times a week. In in North Carolina. In Tennessee, too. In Tennessee. Because um, I, I just loved it so much that I feel like it's actually helped strengthen muscles that I haven't really used much before. Um, I can tell a difference in the way that my body feels. So when I started like training again, I was like, I still want to keep adding this in because I've never added it or incorporated it into my training before. And I was like, let's just see what happens. Like if I just keep doing this. What's the machine we're going to – someone's going to steal a video of you on and be like, holy shit, look at Haley Adams <laughs> using the thigh master. Or like, <laughs> What's the machine that you get on? You're like, God, I hope no one sees me. That either. one probably. That one. The, that's the one where like you push out and you're like, you pull it in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's uncomfortable. But like I'm saying, like I don't really <clears> – <throat> I don't know. I just like the way that it's made my body feel and I yeah. think it actually will help me and benefit me to get stronger. Um, and just keep my body more healthy. Yeah, those those uh, those. I mean, I haven't been to one of those places in years since I've had kids. But I used to love going to those places. Loved, loved, love, loved it. it. Yeah. Master, yeah. When you go to those places, do you get recognized? Are you able to pull your hat down over your face? Or I've gotten recognized a few times, um, but it was just like super nonchalant like i think they just watch crossfit or something i'm not really sure if they did it or not but yeah usually i started to wear a hat sometimes after that because i was like i don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or you know because i'm just trying to get my you know pump session too so um in this in this post right here you also mentioned it says i've battled with an eating disorder and have struggled with my mental health ever since what is an eating disorder um, there's multiple different kinds. And do I have one? There's a multiple different kinds. Um, it kind of depends and it can look very different on each person. But in my case, it was, uh, very restrictive eating. Um, I was obsessed with weighing myself, like would not eat if I weighed over a certain amount. Um, and a lot of other details that we don't have to go into, but, um, it is a sensitive topic. So I don't want to like trigger anyone but yeah Me- meaning what meaning what if someone hears it us talking about it what would happen um if it's just a sensitive topic and i just want to be aware of other people's struggles that if someone else heard details of whatever i went through i just don't want to trigger someone else um by going into detail like i don't mind talking about it it's just more of going into detail of what mine look like Sometimes it can be triggering. So I want to keep it friendly for everyone. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, no, I don't know what healthy, normal eating looks like for anyone. Like, yeah. I think there's a difference between like maybe, like, uh, if there's some people that won't eat a certain food grid group and then there's, people like what I was going through where it's like I physically just like would not eat if I was you know weighed a certain amount or just whatever reason or didn't like the way I look like so there's just different ways that it can look like but yeah it's definitely not a fun thing to go through but 
so not eating a certain food group would be like okay like i don't eat like if one my, my kids get, if they eat ice cream i don't eat ice cream like if i go to a birthday party with my kids i won't eat the cake and ice cream well no i, I want i want to no but that's I don't. not good okay oh. it's more of just like oh, i'm not gonna eat ice cream because it's bad for me you know like that's just more of like just restricting a type of food but my i was more like i just don't want to get calories in you know just because you because you wanted your body to look a certain way yeah i mean in my head i was like fat it's again hence the big t-shirts and just constantly trying to hide my body um but yeah i just i couldn't get over the fact of like i just wanted to be small and yeah sucks what i want to propose this what if everyone is like that just some people take it to 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 more extremes like i have clothes i wear that i don't like if you see me wearing if it's 85 degrees outside and you see me wearing a long sleeve jacket i'm hiding yeah yeah Everything, I'm like, again you, you know it goes back to things like everyone's you know struggling with something that you don't know about so I, I wonder if there's anyone who's just like I, I don't know. They can just eat. They just, they're, it's just, it's just perfectly smooth for them. I just can't yeah, imagine. I can't imagine. I cannot fucking imagine. It either. I mean, I'm yeah, I can't a lot better now, but sometimes I look at like people that eat, like, for instance, my brother, he looks super normal when he eats, like, doesn't care, like, pick up something and eat it. I'm like, how do you do that? You know, like, how do you just eat that and then don't feel bad about yourself? Like, how does that happen? Um, in your um, discipline, uh, w- which is to ask the body to perform at the highest level, every, f- e- eating's got to be something for every single person, right? I mean, it's like um, you put on an extra couple pounds of – even if it's just muscle, it might fuck up something – you're running or it might fuck up your pull-ups or it might fuck up your bench press or it could yeah. just fuck up anything, right? So you're also in a – You kind of don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Could could anyone be a healthy? Could anyone have a healthy relationship with food and be a CrossFit athlete? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say no, but um, I think I just started at a really young age, counting macros and becoming so obsessive and restrictive that it just turned into something more severe than I think it should have been. But I mean, I, as I think it's totally possible to have a good relationship with food and be a CrossFit athlete. I just got started on the wrong foot. <laughs> and all of the, you you park your car in a lot that's just all ferraris and lamborghinis like there's like kind of like there's no normal looking people over in any of the mayhem videos even even your coach the coach jake lockert looks like a fucking god i mean like everyone's everyone's a, a ferrari yeah right so so and, and everything's relative so you look around and you're just like dang these are just like everyone here is yeah. just perfect and I think in our sport too, I think my body looked a little bit different than everyone else's. Like I wasn't as muscular or whatever. So I always got in my head about like, I didn't look as good as them. So maybe being smaller, being leaner would help. Um, but yeah, I, it's, which is not true at all. But in my head, that's, it always bothered me a little bit that I didn't look like them or wasn't as muscular or yeah. I know this wasn't what you were saying, but in relationship to that, you're also only, like you said, you're only 22. Like it hasn't even, it hasn't even had time to, 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 to <laughs> yeah. happen. Right. I mean, it's like, it, it is really true though. 
as silly as it sounds, in my day-to-day life, I, I'm only 5'5". Five five. In my day-to-day life, I never feel like I'm small. I feel like I'm big, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm explosive. I go out in public in my city and everyone's just a tub of shit. And I'm like, man, I'm fucking amazing. I went yeah. to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> I felt like like I was in, like I, like someone let me out of the old folks' home. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was tiny. I was tiny. I was just a, like I was like a toothpick amongst uh, redwoods. It was it was it was it, it was truly nuts. No, I, I remember like the CrossFit Games community is like super jack. I was like half yeah. the spectators look fitter than me when I'm there. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> that. Yeah, here and I'm like I just look like someone off the street. They should be out here. Yeah, it, that 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 place. And so basically, when you're at when you're in the mayhem uh, facility, you're you're basically at the CrossFit Games all day. I mean, you have. And we're all just mirrors of each other. You are in a very, like I said, it's the parking lot of all the fanciest cars in the world. Yeah. So it's hard not to compare yourself a lot. Um, there, uh, what, what's the, did you, in this time off, were you able to, um, what, what types of fun things did you do? I'm avoiding asking you the question I really want to ask you. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I took a lot of trips. Um, I went to Disney World twice. I went to Canada. Those are two good places to feel good about yourself, by the way. <laughs> I felt like a god at Disneyland. Better not be a Disney hater. And no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I felt like a god there. And uh, and also when I go to Canada, I feel I feel like a god. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Almost, I guess. I went to California twice, but overall, I was almost there for like a month, which I love California. Uh, are you probably, Is that where you live? Yeah. Do you like it? I do like it. I really like it. I was in LA. I'm not a huge fan of LA, <laughs> but, but but I but I do like California. Where in LA were you? Uh, we spent some time in West Hollywood, Malibu. Oh, Malibu's great. Yeah, but I just I love LA. Like if I if I could, I would just quite honestly pack up and move there. Why I don't you? Vibe. I don't know. I feel like I'm just meant to be on the East Coast, but. I just feel like I would. I love the vibe. I love the hustle. I, I love how everyone's just doing something. And I've yeah. always been in a small town my whole life. So just getting a taste of that, I was like, man, I would love to just live out here for like a few months. I don't want to jade you, but something to, to, to tell you about LA. The problem with LA is you, the hustle is real and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a truth problem there. Like people will just. So many fucking people lie there. Embellish shit. They'll just tell you, I'm working on a movie with this person and this person and this person, and I'm directing this. And you're like, you're not doing none of that. Did you come across any of that? The posturing's insane. No. Okay, good. I don't think I did. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. It it, it took me years to figure it out, too, by the way. I didn't know. I didn't know at first. (laughs) You just believe them. I just believed him. And part of me doesn't care either because I wasn't impressed or not impressed by it. But um yeah, it's it's it is it is a it is a scene. It's a um yeah, it's it's almost better not to see it. So yeah. scratch but that. Lots of trips. My I was in two of my best friends' weddings. Um yeah, just gonna hang out with my friends and family more and it's been a really, really great last year. I cannot complain. 
Um, are uh, Heidi Krum is she single? Are you single? Uh, no comment. No comment. When you when you um, do you have a boyfriend? No comment. <laughs> there there are some pictures of you that I have seen with a man that looks like he lives in California <laughs> due to his vocation. I don't know much about him. But I, but I, his, he's, he's, he's a uh, actor, and he spends time in California. Is that why you were there? Could you tell me that? Well, I was just in California to uh, visit and work out. And where did you work out? Uh, actually, do you know who Josh and Haley Merlo are? I don't. Oh, uh, do they train actors and actresses? Uh, they do CrossFit. What's the name? Do they have a gym? Uh, I don't know. They don't own a gym, but they go to CrossFit Horsepower. Did she just have a baby? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I do know who they are. Yeah, they're super great people. So I was working out with them. Tell me their them. names again. Tell me their names again. Josh and Haley Merlo. She's been to semifinals. Uh, she was on the West Coast one for a while. I just but- saw them this weekend at the NorCal. Yeah. Yeah, they're great people. Yeah, they're super cool. So I had a great time working out with them. And yeah, did they, are they the ones who introduced you to your boyfriend? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. because because they train actors and actresses for a living. That's what they do, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Be sensitive, Sevy. Don't. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. That, can't you tell she doesn't want to talk about it? Don't be an asshole. I wish I could see the comments. <laughs> I'll, I'll read some to you. Here we go. Uh, Greg C. Haley sounds amazing. I believe her year off will be massive in her life with or without CrossFit. I would enjoy seeing her continue to compete. She wows every competition. You are really fun to watch move, man. You are an incredible mover. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're so cool. Um, it, it is, it is that you need to know that some people are really good. Right. And some people are like, w- whatever, but you're like, you're good and you're fun to watch. Like you're, a, um, like I, I feel that way about Colton Mertens. I just like watching him. You know what I mean? Uh, Josh Bridges. I just liked watching him. Um, this new guy, jelly hosty from, uh, yellow host. Have you seen this giant guy from Europe? Redheaded guy. Oh, think so. It's just so fun watching them. It's just like they got their own. Like someone could watch a silhouette and be like, "Yeah, that's Haley Adams." Like we know how you move. <laughs> like, we, we get it. Yeah. Uh, Wad Zombie CrossFit Horsepower. That's by Universal Studios. Oh, did you go there? To Universal? Yeah. Um. No. You would like that. I like Disney World. Yeah, Disney World's cool. It's all good. It's all good. But uh, you would like uh, uh, Universal Studios too. It's cool. I think you would. Yeah, uh, I've been to Universal in Florida for Harry Potter World, but I'm a Disney adult. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Barry McCockiner, does Haley? <laughs> uh, listen, what about what about um, uh, social media? What about like all the? What about you've grown up in a world where you're in, 
like you grew up in a world if i talked to 20 people in a day when i was your age that was crazy you're in a world where you interact in some level with tens of thousands millions of people every single day do you have any idea what that impact might be on you or or if you think about it or how to mitigate it you don't seem like you're super active on Instagram. I don't do TikTok, but on Instagram, you're not like crazy active. Yeah, I feel like I definitely took a little bit of a break from social media this year, um, just because it can feel like a lot of pressure to constantly show your life. And also, I was like, I don't want to act like everything's perfect, you know, like when it's not. Um, so I just took a little bit of a break. And then I was talking to the agent. He's like, why don't we just like get your Instagram back to like being you, you know, like not a ton of sponsored posts or like a workout photo all the time. Like, let's just like be you. So once I started to do that, it kind of became fun again to just post like random photos of what I'm doing or where I'm at. And yeah, I've, I've been enjoying posting again and it's not like fake. It's authentic. Yeah. These are cool pictures. These are chill. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, um, is there anyone's Instagram account you follow and you're like, yeah, okay. I liked, I like how they do it. Someone that I really like is um, Billie Eilish because when I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my Instagram and I was like, I don't have any photos or whatever. And then I'm like, well, when you look at her Instagram, she doesn't have like any professional photos. That's a girl. Billie Eilish is a girl. <laughs> yeah. How do you spell? How do you spell that? Spell, spell, how, Billie? Like B-I-L-L-Y? B-I-L-L-I-E. But she uses all of her photos from her phone. And I'm like, your phone is your best camera. If you just want to post moments that you've had or just like photo dumps or whatever, like you don't need a bunch of professional photos. This person has 110 million followers. It's one of my favorite singers, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are – look at just a picture of the top of someone's head. <laughs> yeah, she's – one of my favorite singers. And look, she got she's on steroids. Isn't that what that means? No. <laughs> what? Do you see that little needle? <laughs> no. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at grapes. Damn, those are some big ass grapes. <laughs> my goodness. Love, yeah, this is this is a cool. Music. Yeah, this is a cool account. I like it already. Amazing, cool girl. How about anyone in the space? Anyone in our in the in the CrossFit space? Is there anyone's account you like? You're like, yeah, that's cool. I like how they do that. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I remember there was this post Danielle Brandon made where she just she just walked she she walked into the shot. She was wearing an oversized shirt, a huge oversized shirt, and then she just kind of like climbed up on her couch like to lower the blinds. And then that was it. That was the post. Yeah, I like her Instagram. That's another one. It's like just cool photos, authentic from her phone. I like that vibe. Yeah, and it looks like she's yeah. and she, it looks like she's having when she does do stuff that's like more involved. It looks like she's having fun. Like, yeah, it look, kind of looks like she made it. No, yeah, actually, she's probably one that I really like her Instagram. Yeah, she's, she's like she's getting off on it. She's a, she's like actually yeah. like a creative, right? Yeah, I, I really like that vibe. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge fan of her Instagram. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, G7 on the damn couch post. I, I know, I talk about it all the time. I like it. Uh, Daniel Garrity, I hope I don't act as old as Sevon. All right. Uh, Jake Felton, wow. Okay. Uh, Sevon, easily one of your best interviews here today. Tactful, fun, great work, man. We're all rooting for you, Haley. Enough of this tactful shit. I can see the comments now. <laughs> um, wh uh, comments. Who, who's staying at your house? Um, you, you bought a home in Cookville. Last time I talked to you, you owned a house in Cookville, right? Who's taking care of that when you're um, gallivanting around the world? Uh, no one usually. I mean, I'll have like my neighbor get my packages or something. But yeah, it's usually just, it's fine just sitting there. I'll be back in a few weeks. So yeah. What's the longest you were out, um, out of Cookville? Probably two and a half months. And when you went back there, was it odd? Was there like a re-entry period? Like you, like you were, like you know, in the second grade when you stay home from school for two weeks because like you have mono or some shit, or you have lice. Did you ever have lice? I never had lice, but oh, um, but no, not really because that was that's my home and that's my first home and I love it so much and I know I'm gonna be so sad when the day comes that like if I want to like build a forever home or whatever and I sell that house because I love it so much. Um. Your um, friends, um, your new friends that you've made during this uh, world, the Haley Adams World Tour, um, <laughs> have you have you brought any of them to Cookville? Yeah, you have. Mm -hmm. And w what did they think? Were they tripping? Uh, they liked it. Uh, I think it's bigger than what they thought it was going to be. Um, I think Cookville uh, gets a rap for being a small town, which if they want to see a small town, that's where I'm from. Um, but no, Cookville's nice, and yeah, everyone that I brought there likes it. So you brought some of your LA friends there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did. Uh huh. I like it when you laugh. It's funny. I feel like you're hiding something when laughing. you laugh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's hiding. She's hiding. Oh, it's like my toxic trait is I nervous laugh. Like if someone's trying to like confront me about something or even something serious, I just start laughing and I'm like, I promise I'm not trying to laugh. It's not funny. I just like, can't help it. Yeah. I understand. It's like yeah. when my dad would threaten to slap us, if we don't stop laughing at the dinner table yeah. and we keep We're laughing. laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Uh, this, um, this whole, this whole journey, um, as you go through it, um it, it it's like it's like a tattoo for you right it's like now defining who you are you went through a pretty you went through a, uh you did a uh you did a journey it's almost it's almost like you lived the whole life and is it kind of yeah. like you're a new person do you feel like you've been reborn in any way yes i feel like i am a whole different person i have a different perspective on life um on training friends family just everything i feel way better a thousand percent did you lose any people during the, this journey? No, just gained. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's have. Let me ask you a bigger question about coming back to the CrossFit Games. Do you see yourself someday being um, uh, trying to go to the CrossFit Games again? Yes. Someday in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Ooh, you're a good dude, Haley Adams. <laughs> 
Um, but but you couldn't could could you ever do it for could it ever be for fun? And I if by fun I mean only fun, or is that just impossible? Like so here's the thing is like mm -hmm. the thing about me is whatever I do, I'm gonna work the hardest that I can. And that's just never gonna change about me. So whether I'm trying to compete or not, I'm always going to work as hard as I can in the gym, everything. But I think what the change for me would be is like once I leave the gym, it's like turned off. Like I'm not talking about it. I'm gonna go spend time with my friends, family, whatever. I mean, obviously like make sure I'm sleeping, eating correctly, but like let go of it. Whereas like before my thoughts just constantly consumed me. Um, and I didn't go anywhere or do anything with anyone. So I think that would be the biggest change for me this year would be to turn it off once I leave the gym. If you, if you had a, when you have relationships with people, let's say a boys, for example, do you meet them through your DMS or do you meet them in person? Like, do they walk up to you in Walmart or like at uh Chick-fil-A and they're like, Hey Haley, what's up? Hi. I mean, I feel like in today's world, it's like definitely on social media. So someone would DM you and be like, Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing? You want to go get a fountain drink or something? Yeah. Well, maybe not that. I feel like you just talk for a little bit on social media. Back and forth, dig through their posts, make sure like they don't electrocute yeah. dogs, that they're yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure they're they're a good person. Maybe um find some mutual friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you meet in person. Mm-hmm. In a public place. Yeah. That's what I mean. Dating stuff, there's online stuff. It's scary, you know, like all these shows that all these horror stories of people online dating and then they get killed. It's scary. You gotta be careful. Would you would you go to Disneyland for a first date? Yeah, <laughs> that's, so. that's that's a good spot. Yeah, it's a very public place. Yeah, and Disney World. I would go all the time. So, yeah. You love it that much, huh? What do you do there? I'm going. Next week. I'm going next week. <laughs> what, what and what do you do there? What do you do there? I don't know. I just love going. I. It makes me happy. Um, I think it makes my inner child happy too. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna work out in the mornings and then go hit the parks later and just have a good old time. Oh, will you? What will you? Um, buy anything that you shouldn't buy there. Like, will you buy one of those things that's like sixty bucks and it makes bubbles and it's only like it's supposed to like three dollars <laughs> in plastic? Or will you buy a seventy dollar pair of ears? Or last time I bought like a hundred something dollar droid. Oh, I saw a picture of that in your Instagram. Yeah. You actually bought that. I was yeah. trying to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. From Star Wars. Wow. Did you actually? Uh, you actually played with that? Yeah, I really got it for my animals to like run it around with them. But I mean, I kind of had to. It was cute. It's a BB-8. Wow. Oh, where is that picture? Yeah, that it's was. Um... It's purple. Yeah, that was crazy. You do you still have that? Uh yeah, <laughs> I, I just can't picture you playing with that. It has I a remote. Play with it. I like run around with my animals. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone in here is saying that you don't have to pay to get into oh Disneyland. That, that you get in there free. No, I wish. Uh, Maybe I'll start becoming a Disney blogger. I um, I took my family there. And the trip was like a thousand bucks, and we rode like three rides. Well, then you did it wrong. I I know, I know. I 
No. We didn't even go on a busy day. Refuse to wait in lines. I do not wait in lines. Yeah, that's probably. You got to do the fast passes, and you have to know how to work them. Uh, yeah, you do have to know how to work yes, them. I My two D two is okay. All right. I actually just finished all of the Star Wars, and I have to say I'm a big fan. Oh, this sucks. I wonder if this is true. Did you see yesterday in Mexico they found uh, an alien? <laughs> no, I don't and, and, uh, and now NASA's already saying it's not real. It didn't even look real. It looked like E.T. I don't pay attention to that stuff. You know? No. And any do you what you what you don't pay anything exciting you pay like like um any any stories you follow? Like any new stories? No, I, whatever pops up on my TikTok. But other than so, that, I don't care. So that you're more of a TikTok person than an Instagram person? Um I don't know. Okay, I will say I used to hate reels. I never watched them. In the last few days, I've been watching reels, and they're actually super funny. Is TikTok bigger than Instagram? Um, I don't know. Okay, that makes me glad to hear you say that. I don't think so. Maybe close. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Any um any PR set in the last year? think so well a few days ago i was just strict pressing and it was like built a heavy and I hit 140 which is good for me good um, job i don't think that's a pr so P- that would be a pr for me I think it might be a tie for a pr but when we were talking about um the uh eat, having eating disorders or just issues with food you said, "Hey, I want to be careful how I talk about it because I don't want to trigger anyone." And I'm and I still don't understand exactly what that means. The the only thing I can think of is, is sometimes when I watch TV shows and people are smoking, it makes me want to smoke. Or if I see them drinking, it makes me want to drink. Right? Um, but when you come on a show like this, how do you how? And it's just going to be a free for all. People just asking questions. How do you protect yourself from getting triggered? Like if I were to ask you something that would might bring something up, um, you don't. You don't want to deal with. Well, the thing is, like, I'm okay to talk about it now. Or if I wasn't okay to talk about it, I wouldn't talk about it. Um, I still just am careful of details because, again, it can be a little triggering to myself, but I know that I'm not going to spiral and whatever. But yeah, I just want to be careful to the message or details that I'm sending out to someone else because I don't want anyone to like get an idea or you know. Yeah, I just like to be sensitive in that area. It's better to be safe than sorry. So. Let me ask you this to get an idea. You mean like, um, that that's another thing that I've noticed too. Like some might, might be telling a story about how their drug addiction was like really fucked up and they'll be, they'll say the word cocaine like 10 times. And by the time they're done talking about it, I'm like, fuck, I feel like doing Coke. You mean like that? Like you don't want to give people ideas like, Hey, this is what I was doing. And then instead of it, like it helping people, people start copying it. It's not like you're just going to go try it. But, um, if you're already in a mindset like that and, it's easy to just fall into something else. Um, I just don't want to give an idea or be like, oh, Haley did this or whatever. I just want to give anyone ideas that's already in a maybe not so great headspace. And yeah, I I definitely know when I was going through it and like seeing stuff uh, could definitely trigger or give ideas. So I just want to be sensitive to that. So it is that. It is like give ideas. I wouldn't even say ideas, honestly. I know I just said ideas, but. Well, it kind of is like, yeah, say it again. I just don't want to trigger anyone in any way. That's why I just, I'm careful what I say. 
Yeah. I, um, it would be like if someone's talking about how they tried to kill themselves and then like someone's listening who tried to, who wants to kill themselves and instead of it helping them, they go out and use that method. Yeah. I mean, it just might reopen wounds and yeah. There's no point in even risking it, you know? I, I feel like you made this, I feel like you made this journey pretty quick. Like it, it's, uh, um, did the year just blow by? Did it, it go fast? So fast. But like, I'm still working on myself every day and I still have hard days sometimes. Um, that's completely normal. Um, but as far as like a whole, I feel like so much better. And just night and day from September to January. And it's obviously still always going to be a work in progress and constantly working to be a better me. But as far as being out of a really, really dark place, I'm way far past that. Do you think – would you describe your journey as you hit a rock bottom? Yeah, 100%. I never want to feel like that again. <laughs> would you put it – what the fuck is this? Sevon, Rosemary wants you to cut back on the F-bombs. Okay, I'll do that. My bad. Uh, wait, wait, there was something else. Uh, Sevon, what's wrong with you today? <laughs> Sada. I woke up feeling great this morning. Um, you know what's funny, Haley? Because I've botched a few interviews with you. Um, I did get a handful of texts, and I opened my DMs like a fucking idiot this morning. <laughs> and it's like, good luck with Haley. You got this. Don't be hard on yourself. It's like people like trying to give me like words of encouragement. I'm like, you fucking idiot. This Wait, isn't helping our, me. Was our last interview bad? There was one time when I was talking to you about hygiene and it just got weird for a second. And it was like, I didn't even mean anything by it. I was just following and it got weird. And ever since then, people are just like, I'm just not good at talking. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm blocking it out. I've gotten better. I'm, I'm not good at talking either, but let's say, you know, dude, you've gotten incredibly better. <laughs> I have like things going on in my head, you know? Um, um I want to talk when I, when I hit rock bottom, it didn't get better overnight, but there was a day where I, where I, there was a moment in time when it turned, like I bounced off the bottom and started going up. Did you have yeah. one of those? I wouldn't say it was like one particular moment, but I could definitely feel like the climb of, oh, we're, we're getting better. Um, whereas like when I decided not to compete, I basically was like, I'm not competing. Um, and kind of the same with like trying to decide if I wanted to compete again, like having a moment or not, you know. What was that? Was there anything you would attribute the course correction, the change of direction? Um, I would say just doing things I hadn't got to do before and like not spending all day in a gym and forcing myself to be un so unhappy every day and just truly getting to live my life for a second and working on myself. And I think all of that helped. <laughs> um, are, are you on guard for that now? What do you mean? Um, like, um, like you saw, you're, you saw yourself take a journey. You saw you saw CrossFit in your training, in your life, not become fun, not become manageable to a point where you had to put the brakes on. Like if you sense that 
could, would you, are you on guard now to see if that's going to, if, if you do put your foot back in the water and you see that creeping back in, are you like hyper aware of it? You think? Yeah. I'm definitely been way more aware of it. And there's actually been sometimes like some days when I've been training, cause I'm doing a bit more volume and stuff of like, I'll start to feel something and it scares me for a second. Cause I'm like, Oh no, like am I about to just like freak out again? I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like it's literally just one workout. You're good. And then I'm fine. So just like recognizing those thoughts that it's okay. It doesn't have to be just happy thoughts and this is great. Life is great all the time. It's more of just making sure it's like, you know, it's okay to have a bad day. It doesn't have to be a bad month or year, whatever. It doesn't mean you're spiraling again. So it's calm down. So it's not, it's not fighting it or curing it or solving it. It's more of like an acceptance. Yeah, or just like managing it. Like obviously I want to cure it, but like that's just unreasonable to not ever have a bad day. Um, and just knowing that I'm not spiraling again when I do have a bad day. That was the main thing too was like when I started to feel bad. It's like, oh no, is this happening again? Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just a day. Calm down. Did you did you drink at all during this this time off? Did you turn to the bottle? You never turned to the bottle and like just, no. just just got drunk every day for a month? No. No. <laughs> no. How come? Isn't that like what you're supposed to do, aren't you? Like get into drugs and alcohol? I don't think so. I oh, found okay. happiness and my friends and living life and traveling and meeting new people. And that's where I found my happiness. Uh, uh, Mal, you're all, you've spoken about your friendship with Mal. Obviously, you guys chat a lot. You've talked about your Snapchat uh, addiction with her. Uh, that's cool. And Guy also seems to had a he took the year off, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was his choice or not. But kind of even though he didn't make it, it kind of also does seem like it was a little bit of maybe his choice, like he wasn't feeling it just from what the little bit that I'm hearing. I mean, do you commiserate with those guys? Do you get together and and you guys? Um. Yeah, actually, I talked to Guy for a bit um, and we were just kind of talking about like. It is hard to do what we do and mentally like how do you dispose like you know you have nothing and we had a a long chat and he seems to be doing so much better now he's training really hard looks really fit um so I think he's gonna have a great next year too and and yeah I'm just I'm just thankful for everyone in my life that's good to hear um it looks like there's gonna be some changes at mayhem Sorry, some additions. Like it, it looks like Emma Carey's there and Nate Ackerman are there. I don't know. N- not on your radar. I'm you not who- a, a ton. Um, I mean, I was there the last few weeks, but I don't really keep up with what's going on. I just show up and get my workout done. Okay, understood. Do you have a coach? Um, I'm just, I'm like, I'm following. Um, what Josh and Haley send me. It's just been fun to do it. Uh, they send me and just switch it up a little bit, but yeah, they're super cool. There was a, there was a, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but there maybe it was going into the 2022 season. You were going to be working specifically with like an Olympic lifting coach. And there was some talk about like switching some stuff up for you. Basically that, that plan never fully got initiated. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. What about what about your um your faith and your religion? Are you a religious person? Um and did it play a role in your journey? Uh I mean I'm 
not like super, but like I definitely, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you talk to a pastor during any of this, or did you have any like any of that? Uh, no. No. Right, just, fair enough. Yeah. What what other um, podcasts have you done? I saw you did the one with Bryce Smith. Have you done any others? Um, I did one with Adrian and Pat Sherwood. And that okay, was the one. Yeah. I saw that one too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. It was <laughs> I feel like this is the best one. Third time is this our third time? It's third all because time. of you. Third time's charm. <laughs> It's all, it's, all, it's all it's all because of you it's all because of you. <laughs> hey i really i really appreciate you coming on you made it so easy you're one of the easiest guests by the way ever to schedule you're always just like yep thank you sure yeah yeah well i mean it fit so i was like why not <laughs> cool uh very good i know a ton of people are well we're interested in what you're up to like there's it's like one of the biggest shows we've done in months by really? how many live viewers they're on right now yeah how many live ones are? right now it looks like there's eight 34 just on youtube i can't i can't see facebook and um twitch and twitter uh britney cassidy uh Haley is our favorite uh jackie you got this girly thank you um look at this person i forgot Haley was on i guess i'll have to rewatch. <laughs> christine young we love you Haley. look at it's really sweet look at this person loves both of us thank you everyone for the love yeah uh you are a huge favorite. I don't know. I, I never, honestly, I never see, see anyone say anything negative about you. And, and you know, I, I don't mean to say You're that. You're not like, looking hard enough then. <laughs> well, I, I just don't see it. People, people, maybe people would be, uh, a lot of the pundits have, you know, ideas about your training, but everyone, everyone I've ever known who knows you, it's, it's all, it's all um, puppy dogs and flowers and you're cool as shit. And I, and I totally appreciate you sharing your journey and, I think it's um I think all healthy people go through should go through some sort of identity crisis at your age. I think it's just part of the part of the journey, and it yeah. should be fucking hard. It should be really hard. It is, and I'm grateful for it and where it's brought me to, and I'm excited for what's to come. Like really excited. Awesome. All right. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh, we will be uh, inviting you back for sure. Uh, Jonathan Ortega, uh, you're amazing, Haley. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're just, it's it's just pouring in. By the way, yeah. Look at it. she's so relatable. We love you. Uh, keep enjoying your journey. Um, yeah. Really look at this guy. Even wants to talk Spanish to you. Much respect, señorita. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It Got just means you. he likes he just likes you. He just likes you. All right. Uh talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Haley. Haley Adams. What's wrong with me, Melissa? Say what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. Fucking having an amazing day. I'm really excited about our next guest, too. Um Um, 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 ah, here, uh, come on anytime. The Wadapalooza qualifiers, uh, I think starts today. 
and I kind of can't believe I got this guy to come on my show, even though uh, Pedro got this guy to come on his show. This guy normally doesn't do shows. Yes, Bruce. There he is. You know it, Dylan. Yeah. I'm pumped. Oh, shit. I forgot to ask her if she plays pickleball. Malitsky. Is that how you say it? I always call him Walinsky, but it's probably Malitsky. That's probably right. I always just make it up. Walinsky. Walinsky. Look at Philip Kelly trying to show off that he knows shit. I like that. Not Mulvaney. Oh, Dylan Mulvaney. Got it. Sorry, that went over my head. I thought you were saying something else. Ordered your jersey, Sevy. Oh, wow. Is that up? Is that live? Uh, where would I go for that? Uh, com. Dude, it's so nice. I will say this. I, I don't normally wear jerseys, but I've been wearing this one a lot. And uh, Partner Apparel, Sevon Podcast. Oh, wow. It, they Because of the material, it kind of smells funny. I mean, not, it just like, like, it's like a, um, like just sweat, sweat on jerseys. I can't believe basketball players wear these. Oh my God. This is so nice. Wow. Have to get Dylan one of these. I'm down. I'm going to order one myself right now. I cannot believe how cool these are. Yeah. That dry flex material. What a moisture wicking. Yeah. It really enhances the Armenian smell in me. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How's it going? Is today the big day? It is. Yeah, today kicks it all off. Um, it's live. It is officially as of about an hour ago with workout number two. We had a uh, we released one workout early a couple weeks ago, more to just give a sneak peek, get people excited, and that went really well. But uh, yeah, today's the official start. Uh, Dylan, say your last name for me. Malitsky. 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 I don't know why I always want to call you Dylan Walinsky. Walinsky with a W. That's fine. Yeah. Why not? Mal- Malinsky. Uh, and. Want. And Dylan, you are the director of Wadapalooza. Uh, so I'm, my, my technical title within, you know, Wadapalooza is part of a larger enterprise at Loud and Live. I'm, I'm a vice president of, of strategic development. But in reality, I'm, I'm overseeing the operations of Wadapalooza. Yeah, I would say that's it. And this is your second year in that position. Yeah, but I've been involved since its inception for, for 12 years. And, and I would say in a very similar capacity from an execution like very much involved in the same things I was involved in previously. I'm involved in now. Okay. So 12 years at Wadapalooza, uh, two years as the top dog. Yeah. And by yeah. that, I mean, if something bad happens, it's your fault. Sure. I mean, I, I have a boss too. <laughs> O'Keefe, when he was there, there was a, there was a boss for him too. So I had, a, I have a boss, but uh, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. So, of but, course. Yeah, there's I always, there's always a boss. They would, he would come down on me for sure. Right. Right. Just like if he, just like um, if uh, three years ago, if it would have been something bad would have happened, it would have been O'Keefe's fault. You're the guy. The buck stops with you. I, I would say that's fair. That's you fair. demand. So like we see dolphins swimming by and we should be like, Dylan did a great job having those dolphins swim by. I brought those dolphins to Bay. For yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, the event's been great the last two years. I don't know how it was before because I didn't follow it so, uh, so much. Uh, but the last two years, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, even the year of the that year of the storm was also amazing, where you even guys got hammered. You we guys pulled that off. We call that water palooza. Water palooza. Um, and uh, the the team, honestly, first time I've ever been interested in teams. There's been times where I was interested in a team when Mayhem competed, 
at the games, but I wasn't interested in teams. But you guys did Wadapalooza last year. The teams was absolutely brilliant. What was the was that risky doing that? Um, you and, and by risky, I mean oh, what you guys did was is you the way you split it up, right? It made it so we could it made it so we could actually cover both events cleanly. You had teams go two days and then individuals go two days. I will tell you it was a risk. I was very, if I'm being completely candid, I was projecting strength and confidence in the decision, but um I was nervous. I was the one championing it internally. I definitely had people that were pushing back saying, No, there's a lot of there's a strong desire for individual competition. They just think that it's it's much more linear to follow on the competition floor, but also throughout the weekend. Um so to go against Lester that, remember as a fan, Lester remembers a fan. I can just like one dude, one chick. Exactly. So I, I get, I, I understand that justification, but I think knowing where we sit in the off season, um, you know, outside of the CrossFit game season for that matter and finding a format that's going to work for, for most, I think just when we, when we did a SWOT analysis and looked at what are the benefits and what are the pros and the cons, the, the pros were overwhelming of like giving athletes a chance to do one of them and then spend the rest of the weekend brand building. Like they're there representing their brands, let them do meet and greets, let them engage with their fans or if they want a chance to win money, they can win double, you know, instead of winning just individual, they can try to buy for individual and team. So I think it went well, definitely some things to be learned on the volume front um, and like tampering it down uh, so that people feel like they can do both rather than get the oh. crap kicked out of them. Oh, oh, that's thoughtful of you. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Thoughtful of you. Yeah. That's going to be before we go there. Let me ask you this. So consensus, it was a huge success, right? I like, yeah. I didn't hear one pundit. No one say, well, they fucked up doing that. Everyone's like, fuck, that was genius. Having team and then individual separated. Yeah. I, I would say it was the only okay. thing. The only qualm was the, was the, was the pro was the programming. I think finding a way to, so that athletes can leave there if they do, but that they're not at a disadvantage if they do individual first going into team is I guess really the way to look at it. How do we make it? So it's a, a level playing field for the people that are showing up fresh, just doing team. And then those that are doing individual right into team. So could you say, this is going to be great. We're going to tear this, tear you up on Friday on the update show. Could you say uh, SWAT? Did he, did you say SWAT analysis? I did. I did. God, you're fucking turned into a full geek. I remember when you were cool. <laughs> hey, um, uh, so you could say that Wadapalooza is for the more explosive Ath program, like you know how like there's these different ones. Like uh, Dubai is like, careful, you might get hurt. They just throw something crazy in there. And Rogue is like, hey, this is for strong people. Y are you suggesting that because of the way your format is, Wadapalooza could be more, get start leaning back to like a 2008 games, shorter time domains, um, more explosive for the more explosive athletes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put us in that bucket. Unfortunately, oh, no. Oh, I, okay. I think it's mainly. <laughs> I'm trying to pigeonhole you, baby. Oh, no, I, I, I do like, like the idea, but you are you're saying you are going to try to accommodate the programming so that volume. it is actually feasible for the best in the world to do both. Correct, and not for people to have to consider doing like not to be. I don't want the athletes to be concerned about doing one or doing both and feeling like they're not going to leave the weekend feeling healthy and then to feeling like they'll have a level playing field if they want to do both. Like, again, the, the point being, there was like Pat Vellner is a perfect example. He competed individual and then went right into team and they, they did well in both fronts, but they left there feeling, Hey, I got, I got wrecked. And there was a lot of overlap too. in in, in some of the, the movements, I mean, you can only do so much, right? Uh, there's only so many movements to pick from. So if you're doing both, there's, there's bound to be some overlap, but I, I think we could have done a better job making sure of, there being less of an overlap so that people are getting unique experiences from individual to team for those watching as fans, but then also those competing. 
Okay, so I, you obviously are smarter than me. So it's not just um, time domains, but it's also modalities you can tweak and, 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 and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's finding ways to just – and also like number of events throughout the weekend, like just being smart about those things. Dude, you're exciting me. Thanks, man. I'm glad to hear yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's a great event. It's fucking cool that you're doing that. When are you going to come? I, my question, when are you going to come? Like, <laughs> you know, Someone has to do quality control from a computer. Someone has to be like, okay, how's this look from a computer? I'm the that guy. The tang of, of, of the savant or the media world, I guess, is, is really the way to. I, uh, that wasn't the mask you were rolling up, was it? No, this is the, you oh. know, my camera looks blurry and I, don't, I can't quite oh, figure okay. out why. Because I was about to judge the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I like this. I like it because. Usually, I'm traditionally like if you're the event organizer, you should just be like, fuck you, fuck the athletes, do whatever you want to do. But I'm actually with you 100% on this. I love this because I am probably going to watch it from my computer. I am going to be a spectator and I want to see people do both. And I love the idea of someone maybe winning both. I love the idea of someone being on the winning team and taking first individual. And it just, that would be fucking nuts. I'd love to see someone like Vellner do that. That's the storytelling we want to have, right? Like as we're watching teams be, you know, we've got a team of all podium finishers on the individual side. What a cool storytelling piece if we can make that a reality. Um, I definitely think there, there, there's going to definitely be some more selling this year to the athletes about doing both. We'll see who commits. I mean, we've, we sent out invitations this week as well, actually, before the qualifier started. We didn't want people to sign up that didn't have to sign up to do the qualifier. Um, and thus far, I think the reception has been pretty good. Um, I think, you know, athletes are – being extremely analytical about what they do in the off season now, understandably so. Um, so I, 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 you know, every year, how do we like outdo ourselves from one year to the next? And, and a lot of that comp- goes hand in hand with the roster of competitors. So we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Oh, something that's interesting about Wadapalooza that's very unique is a very serious competition. Always the best programming, always the best judges, always the best venue, the best layouts, all that. But there's this acceptance from all the fans that the participants have a lot of wiggle room, meaning people, you guys are so flexible. If at the last minute, Justin Medeiros hadn't signed up and he shows up, you guys let him in. And I always like that about your event and you guys never get any criticism for it. Where on the other hand, we're putting rogue through the fucking microscope. Well, how come they only put 14 here and seven there? No one does that to Wada. I mean, it's so fucked up, but Wadapalooza has this kind of more, um, I don't want to say full stoner ethos, but there's a a relaxedness. Like we all know, hey, if you're good enough, they're going to let you in. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say that's true. I think uh, I don't know if we're less of a serious event. That's not by any means. We are a serious competition. We offer over a half a million bucks in prize money, so we want to make it as as legit as possible. I think we've got some confines with the venue, with spacing on the floor to to really like amplify the professionalism of it's still a professional event don't get me wrong but we just have some challenges natural geographical uh, issues with the venue but beyond that i still think i still think that what we've created is a, is a niche for ourselves and like the, the analogy we always use is like we are to the crossfit games what like nba all-star weekend is to the nba finals or pro bowl weekend to the super bowl and that we're not trying to find the fittest man or woman on earth we want to create an environment that's super makes the athletes super accessible to the fans. And that starts with the environment that we create for the athletes to feel like they can lower their guard and want to engage with their fan base and engage and engage with the brand. So um, I would say that's an intentional, we're trying to create this like music festival, laid back, fun, 
vibe. And it, it really does start with the team. You mentioned the teams, like the teams of three. I just got off a call with an athlete earlier this morning and he was mentioning like what you guys have there is really special. Like when people commit to individual, it is in a massive amount of stress. Uh, and a lot of them don't want to put their themselves on the line. Cause like they, this, this athlete in particular were saying they feel like their identity gets so closely tied to their, their finish right within the event. So like if you take 20th of the games, well, for that next year, you're labeled the 20th fittest man on earth. And like, and, and your, your reputation, your confidence is built upon that. So like, we want to figure out every way to lower those barriers at Wadapalooza. Like how you finish at Wadapalooza is not indicative of anything other than how you perform that weekend. Not your, we're still trying to find the, fittest. I don't know. I don't know. I, you're ne- I think you're failing there. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Dude, there's, you get it, the event is too prestigious and there's too much money on the line. Sorry. Nice try though. I appreciate you trying to – the event is too – the programming is too good. The venue's too good. The, you have too many fucking spectators. Listen, if you want to do that, just take the prize money down to zero. Yeah, the, the money's the big <laughs> – for sure, the money's the pinnacle. I'm telling you. I appreciate you trying to do that for the athletes, but, dude, I, when I look at Wadapalooza, I, I mean, did, didn't Ricky win that last year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's – dude. Oh, yeah. it's, it's super legit. And I know he's coming at it from a very serious perspective. Yeah. The, especially the team format that just takes. The okay. Edge. The team, I get it. Yeah. The team, I get it. But people yeah. want to win that shit. That's cool to say you won Wadapalooza. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. It's a ba- It's a badge of honor. But, but, it, but again, and it's a lot of fucking money, dude. It is. Yeah. 75 grand for first. And then, you know, teams of the big change we made this year is paying to the top, top 10. It was top five last year. It was just making sure everybody that elects to do an elite team for the most part is going to walk away with some cash in their pockets. So, um, you know, we're, the goal is to continue to grow that so that we can continue to help make this a, a professional sport, help them find earning opportunities. Uh, Fanny Spiegel, fluff them hard, Sevy. Listen, I've, I'll blow Dylan fucking into kingdom come if I have to. Here's li, li, he, This is not – I've asked this guy to come on the show a half dozen times. He doesn't do podcasts. He doesn't want to be in front of the camera. He doesn't want the fucking attention. He doesn't want to be interviewed. He's always trying to pass off the interviews to someone else. And um, he's a homie from the CrossFit days. We would hang out on the floor together way back in the old school days. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I want to blow him so hard that he's like, shit, I need to come on there all the time. I'm glad you noticed, Fanny. Well, let me do it. Let me do it back too. I mean, you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will, from, from my perspective, what ultimately I was, you know, long been doing CrossFit now for almost 12 years, came a fan early on, but the first content that I, that got me hooked on following the sport was you're behind the scenes. Like I was, I would watch it religiously. I was in college and I was just literally recycling me and Noah were just like watching and watching and watching. Uh, it, it showed you a, an element to the, the events and, and the personalities of the athletes and the people behind the event that, that I think has helped draw this community so closely together. I think you're like, if not the single most important part of that, um, the, the OG community of, of, of CrossFitters that are diehards, it's, it's because of you, not because of this podcast with the content you created before. And I remember being starstruck seeing you. I was emceeing the games on the sideline. It was my first year. Travis was out there on the floor. I was just doing like masters and like fill in team and random individual heats. And I remember seeing you right there and I was like, man, do I, do I ask him for a picture? Do I introduce myself? Do I, do I take a picture? And I ended up getting it. We had that photo and we were both like just young puppies at the time. But, uh, yeah. I remember that moment very well still to this day. Yeah. You were, you were one of the best that ever did it. You're and you were cool. Uh, Patrick Clark, one thing Dylan and his team don't get credit for is how he had divisions check in on Thursday while having the indie competition going on that benefited the athletes and brands. Yeah, that was a that was a change that we made, right? Um, 
so you know the the average joes rather the 99% the non elite athletes are 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 now um competing friday saturday and sunday that's always been the case elite individuals thursday friday team saturday sunday so that day on thursday is a free day to the public by the way so because we have which day which day thursday of waza is literally a free day like unticketed people can from the point is to promote it to the local miami community and have them walk around and and uh you know have them come in and experience for one like spend money with the brands, but then also check this thing out and be like, wow, I want to come the rest of the weekend and buy tickets. So that's worked out really well for us the last several years. And um, yeah, it's, it's exposed the brands to new audience, like people that they probably wouldn't see otherwise over the course of the weekend. And great family event too. Bring your kids. Total safe, chill. Yeah. Great, oh, yeah, great yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no cuss words on the, on the, 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 from the DJs on the stages. And just that they can run around there. It's a, it's a bit, it's a big venue. Yeah. Lots to do for sure. Plenty to do well beyond just watching people do fitness. Uh, Mike McCaskey, Dylan, hi. There were challenges the last couple of years at Wadapalooza. Oh, that means he's pissed. Oh. Uh, VIP experience, seating, huge lines, bottlenecks for guests. What is changing next year to draw me back? I, I don't know about the VIP experience or the seating, but you kind of are stuck with the lines, right? Because there's only so many seats and there's that many people want to get there. I remember seeing the lines on camera. Like, Suze would be like, holy shit, these are people waiting and I, my big concern is, is what if you got a seat and you had to take a piss? Yeah. And, and there was, better I, pee, I heard, better, pee, bring a, pee, better bring a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> Just do it under the bleachers. No, they, uh, they, uh, you know, that, that was something that we heard loud and clear. We did hear of people that like left the stands and couldn't get back in because of the way that the seating was handled. So every year, I would say over the last two to three years, we've had challenges with, with capacity in the seats. You know, we talk about like the, how that venue is so special and iconic to what, to, to the, the identity of the event. Um, but the, we're, we're just restricted on how deep we can build the bleachers because of the, there's palm trees in the back that we can't, you know, just cut down. Um, so anyway, what I would tell you that, 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 uh, is going to be the solve. We had to make a big structural change to the way in which we sell tickets and the way in which we structured the ticketing. So in the past you would get a ticket or you'd be an athlete, you'd be, you would get access to all the stages at any point in time. This year, for the first time ever, we're selling a festival pass, which I think would be reminiscent of if you bought a festival pass to the games, right? You get access to the campus grounds, but then when you want to go into the Coliseum, you've got to have a special ticket. We're not doing dedicated seats, but we are selling what's going to be called an elite pass, an elite festival pass, which guarantees you access to the main stages during the elite competition. So with that said, though, Tina Hills, which is the outdoor big grassy hill, that's going to be open to the public regardless. It's, it gets full when the elite are going, but you'll still be able to that's watch. That's where it. they did the weightlifting, right? That's where Gee had that crazy viral video snatch? Exactly. Yep, okay. that's it. So that stage, Bayside, smaller than Flagler. We have added more seats to both, but the idea is we're only going to sell the number of, of tickets for the number of seats. And unfortunately, some people that maybe historically have bought just a festival pass and expected to get into the to, to watch, they're going to probably be upset. But we had to do something and this is the best change that I think is going to positively impact the greatest number of people. You'll know what you're getting. You might not get a seat, but you, or you may get a seat, but you'll know ahead of time. You're not going to be disappointed. You know what you're getting yourself into. Correct. I expect those, those tickets to sell out pretty quickly because we're only selling the number of seats that there are on, on Bayside. That's the smaller stage. So there will also still be the, the opportunity if you have a festival pass to gain a seat on Flagler, cause there's more seats there. Once we're going to have a section there, that's only for people that just have a festival pass that will be similar to the lines that you saw in past years. But the other sections, the majority of the stands are going to be designed for the people that buy the, the specific ticket that gets them access to watch the elite. Uh, Audrey, the ass and hogs. That's what draws us back. That's fair. Yeah. Everyone likes ass and hogs. Oh, 
<laughs> or at least one of the two. Oh boy. Um uh who so the qualifier actually opened. So if you want to compete in Wadapalooza or you want to participate there, there's a shitload of divisions, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we have over 50 divisions. 50 divisions. And um you have uh do you have young people? The youngest we have right now are teens, 13. We've okay. had 10 to 12. Okay. Um, yeah, thirteen's young. And then you and then it goes all the way up to old. What's the oldest people? Yeah, sixty plus. Sixty plus. Okay. So you got that. And then do you have adaptive? We do. Yep. And you're sort of the you're sort of the Waterpalooza is kind of one of the forerunners on one of the maybe not one of it was the first big competition for adaptive athletes, right? Yeah, I would say, I would say that that's the case. You know, we it was actually started with Steph Hammerman. Steph Hammerman came to us if if you're familiar with her. Yeah, she was interested in competing, and so she was like the lone adaptive athlete that competed year one, and then from there it picked up steam, and Steph helped steward that, and um, and and yeah, now we have I think one of the largest adaptive competitions out there for sure. That's run by Wheelwad. They're they're an extension of us in that regard. And that and the registration opened an hour ago, and so basically, if you want to qualify, or if you just want to see where you rank, what what's the website you go to? Yeah, Wadapalooza.com. Wadapalooza.com and there be a link to head to competition corner to register. And, and, you know, the workouts are now up on our social media. So if you wanted to look at, you know, workouts one, two, and I think workout three goes up actually in 20 minutes. So there's three workouts in this first week. Let's see. Is this it? Am I here? Yes. Yeah, so click Miami, click on the right side. Okay. Like on the right side of the, of the, of the country. Oh, oh, oh right, right, right. There we go. Boom. And so there you go to compete. You go to workouts. Let's see those those three. You can also you know registers up there in the top right. Oh, okay. So here's register. So I click this register. Bam. Yeah, that'll take you to comp corner. And wh- when does registration close? Individuals is going to end on Monday with score submission for week one. But there's two weeks, just like you know the opens three weeks were two with multiple workouts. But then you can also still sign up for a team, um, and team is going to happen in October. So you got plenty of time to put together your team of three. Alrighty. Yeah, man. And then, and then, and then I can't let you go without asking you about this. Uh, uh, why is there a SoCal? What's this? What's this whole thing over here? Yeah. So we, uh, you know, it, it was time for Loud and Live to take the Wadapalooza brand on the road to, to Southern California. And I think there's been a pretty tremendous void in the competitive scene, really, since the games have left, or even you know, you go as far back as like the OC OC Throwdown. I think that was the other other big one, or you know, regionals or semis as well. And, uh, you know, we, we've contemplated expansion for a very long time uh, and, and, and doing so hand in hand with tier. We made the, the official announcement to, to bring it on over to, to Huntington Beach. And that's going to be the new home in, in Q3 of 24. Where in Huntington Beach? So right now, the plan is right on the beach. It's like smack dab next to the, to the right of the pier. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's the plan. Multiple stages. Similar footprint to Waza Miami in terms of like number of athletes, number of brands, all that. That's uh, it's 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 going to be a, a mega party. Taking what we do well in Miami and bringing it over to Southern California. And, and so we are we're more than a year away from this event, though. Yep, just over a year. Yep, it's getting. It already feels like it's around the corner. Yeah, when I bring it up like that, do you feel like uh, your heartbeat go from forty-eight beats to fifty-two beats a minute? I think my, my heart rate's naturally at 52 beats a minute. So maybe yeah. it's going to be 52 to 80, <laughs> 52 to 60. But uh, 
but yeah, man, you know, right now the focus is, is, is very much on Miami and then we're, we're working as well on SoCal, but no, it doesn't make me nervous. As a matter of fact, we've got some really cool, like I can't spill the beans right now, but there's been a lot of work being done to structure that event in a way that for one guarantees its success, but also differentiates it from any other event that's out there. And I, oh. I say that, and I don't mean to say that in like a, a mysterious way, but we're just like real, we're in this discovery phase of figuring out what's the best way knowing some of the things that we know, right? Like we're dead smack between the games and rogue and athletes want to take, uh, you know, they want to take an off season. So how do we do something different? That's going to entice them to want to come and participate or attend in some way, shape or form. Um, falling way into the weeds. Did you consider the Del Mar fairgrounds? Not for Waza, but the okay. Waterpalooza brand. And we, we had the West coast classic just before COVID we were, you know, we were sending our team just after Waterpalooza Miami 2020. Mm-hmm. Our team was ready to fly out there to begin loading in. Like we, they brought their their luggage to the office, and then they heard this whole COVID thing taking taking uh, shape, and we ended up having to cancel it last minute. So I think West Coast Classic was building on the nostalgia of Southern California CrossFit and 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 kind of the OG days. Waterpalooza in Miami, would, the vibe wouldn't fit in in the Del Mar Fairgrounds. It's got to be somewhere on the waterfront, palm wow, tree okay. sun. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's close to the water, but I hear what you're saying. Like you're, it's like, hey, we're not going to fake it, right? We got, we we have to stay true to who we are. And that identity, wow. action. We're we're staying true to that through and through, even wow. with any further expansion ideas. Okay, shit, awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, I look forward to uh, participating uh, with media this year at Wadapalooza. You're awesome. I'm pumped. I uh, hope the registration goes uh, swimmingly well, and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Yvonne. Appreciate you having me on, man. Yep, anytime, dude. Thank you for doing this. See you, buddy. My pleasure. Ciao. Dylan Malitsky. I'm telling you, I've, I've invited him on a shitload of times, and he's like tries to always pass it off to someone else. He's a good dude. Uh, see you in Miami, Dylan, and Cali. I'm definitely going to Cali. I was talking to uh, Sarah Cox over at capeptides.com. She said she, those dates already there. She blocked. She uh, blocked off a bunch of her rentals. I'm pumped. Wow. All right. Uh, good show. Haley Adams. She has a cool laugh, right? When you ask her about her boyfriend, she has a funny laugh. It's cool. It's sweet. Hey, dude. Damn, dude. She's got something to talk about now. She went on a dark journey. It's fun. So cool. Dark journeys are fun. I mean, once you're done with them, they're fun. <laughs> I, um, I'm i doing the final touches. I know you guys have been hearing me talk about this for months to the studio in here. It's absolutely fucking insane. It's, it's, it's easily the nicest podcast studio I've ever seen. I, can, I mean, it is so nice. It, it is uh, there are so many cameras and big TVs and carpets and fucking monitors everywhere. It's crazy. But as I was unpacking some stuff today, yesterday, last night at midnight, I found this card and it's a wad zombie from um, the website uh, Mint Trading Cards. And it's an Ariel Lowen card and it's signed. And it's funny because her husband, whose name is Dylan, I think, too, we were eating dinner one night at the games this year and he saw us from his hotel room and he brought this card down to me and he said, Hey, I'm bringing you this card just so I had an excuse to come down here and say hi to you. And then we ended up drinking every night together. 
he was a cool dude. He was funny. He's easy. But I found that. So I have my signed Ariel Lowen card. I got my new uh, rookie James Spray card. Oh, uh, someone asked about uh, – yeah, cool, right? Cool, Watkins. Someone asked about Swolverine yesterday, so I hit Alex up. I want to tell you what she said to me about the discount code. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Alex. Alex. A-L-I-X. First, you got to spell it right. Um, so she said, uh, the code is SEVON, all capitals, S-E-V-A-N, at Swolverine. And it's applicable on one-time orders, not on subscriptions. Subscriptions are also auto-discounted 15%, so sometimes people take 10% discounts, a 10% discount code like the one you're talking about and try to combine it for 25%, but it doesn't work that way. So if you use the code SEVON, you get a discount, and if you subscribe, you get a discount, but you can't do both together. Um, it's for the online store. Oh, it's weird, but down here it says it's for 15%. Shit, I don't know what it's for. Anyway, it's all capitals, S-E-V-A-N. I, I thought maybe she was going to say that. Fuck you, pay full price for my products. Because I didn't know, I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And same with the Born, the born Primitive, uh, <clears throat> those shoes, that guy, text that guy. You guys wanted a discount code there, and I text him the other day. It's only going to last for a little while longer. It's um, Savage Launch, all one word, S-A-V-A-G-E-L-A-U-N-C-H. Savage Launch, all lowercase, I think. Yeah, hog up. I'm a hog up guy. Case for those of you who are new to the show and didn't know. Uh, who will be the uh, in-studio guests? Uh, Matt Souza and Avi that's correct I don't think so John are these qualifier workouts this weekend for SoCal Wadapalooza too I no, no. no I don't think that's dude this, that thing is so far off that thing I mean maybe not from an organizational perspective um, but yeah uh what does that mean? The fuck does that mean? Um, I don't know what you guys are talking. What the fuck does what the fuck does what fuck fuck mean? Uh, hey, um, Jethro. Hey, what's up, dude? How are you? Love you. Love you too, dude. Uh, born primitive shoes are holding up well. I, I wore them basically two days in a row, and then I haven't worn them since. So, to, in, to, to be all fit, to be fair, I mean, I rarely, I, I rarely, I'm not a shoe. I, I'm just not. Don't not a shoe guy but if i do wear shoes they got to be wide in the toes oh here we go eric uh the veteran discount is even better for the born primitive shoes fyi to veterans okay ari broke his shin it's not avi ari my youngest broke his shin skateboarding snapped it in half <sighs> The uh, Patrick Clark says the James Sprague picture is cool. It's crazy cool. It's a, it's actually one of the better pictures. I like the pictures where you can see the athletes. I like the Alexis Raptus one too. 
By the way, tomorrow night, uh, Saxon Panchik's coming on with the CrossFit Games Update Show. John Young, Pedro will be here again. Andrew Hiller, bringing in the big dogs. Tomorrow's show is going to be big. Got my Colton Merton cards. And uh, just so you know, Wad Zombie, I, I'm collecting these now. I've been getting these from uh, the Mint trading cards, too. I hope he keeps sending me. Every time he sends me a card, I, he sends me like two of these now. Because so, I got to get rid of all my other ones. These ones. These stands are horrible. If the wind blows, the whole fucking stack of cards falls down. All right. Uh, you guys want to hang out and do something? Or uh, you want to... Um, what do you want to do? I can do anything. I'm a little flexible. Skating's not till 11 a.m. Do want to go to uh, Greg's house this morning before I go skating with the kids? Uh, ask uh, Saxon whose hog is bigger, his or Spencer's. All right, I'll write that down. Who has the biggest dick of the sex of the Panchik boys? Biggest hog. Got it. Thank you. Very uh, penetrating question. <sighs> Ryan, that's not your job, buddy. That is not your job. How dare you? I, there, there's something. There's, I know there's something in here. I should let me. Want to hear the questions I'm supposed to ask uh, Haley? Um, oh, what do you guys think? Is she coming back? I, she's coming back this year, right? She got a boyfriend and she's coming back. A therapist living in Cookville, doing some pro, uh, other programming, soul searching journey. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't. I didn't really have too many notes for her. I just like it that she has something to talk about. My whole my whole perspective on her has completely changed. Oh god, did you hear about this? They found a poison in paper straws. God, living in California is so crazy. Paper straws contain toxic forever chemicals. Uh, you can't make this fucking shit up. Found it published in the Journal of Food Additives and Contaminants. Uh, paper straws uh, may not be the eco-friendly friendly drinking tube that you've been promoted to be. Belgian researchers found that these so-called green utensils are toxic and therefore potentially worse for the environment. Dude, of course they're worse for the environment. You need six of them. Uh, you need six of them. To, to, for one plastic straw. Like anytime I, there's a paper straw somewhere, I get like four of them because my kids like, they'll be a third of the way through the drink and their, their straw will be melted to nothing. I don't know if you guys saw what happened, but there was only one, this is a while back we covered the story, but there's only one, there was only one paper straw manufacturer in the United States. And several states made it a law that you had to use paper straws and that guy became so fucking filthy rich. It was an incredible story actually. Cave Dastro, uh, explain hog up for us, uh, Seven. I mean, you you guys, what's there to explain? There's, there's, you either want your penis up or you want your penis down, and I'm a penis up guy. And, and some, I don't know how anyone's a penis down guy, but. And theoretically, there is an argument that if you're a penis down guy, you, you, probably have a bigger hog but i i then i'm an anomaly 
because there's no because I got a giant hog and I'm a penis up guy. You just reach in every when it goes down, you just reach in and pull it up. You just team down. Look at see. I don't know how you're a down guy. My son's a down guy. I can't even fucking believe it. My oldest son's a down guy. Couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, hey dude, penis up. He's like, nah, penis down. I'm like, what? I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought everyone was a penis up guy. Look at Dan's could be left or right. Flexible. Flexible. Hogs with a curve. Yeah. I know. That's the thing. Uh, gravity won't allow it to stay upward. M maybe because I wear tighter underwear, mine just sticks to my stomach because it's all sweaty and shit. <laughs> uh, just stays up. I don't know. The old tuck it in the waistband. Anyway, I hope that explained it for those of you who are new to the show and aren't familiar with the uh, highly contested debate. <sighs> so, I don't know if you guys saw the Lauren Fisher uh, post she made. Lauren Fisher made a post, and maybe I could pull it up if she still has it up. Lauren Fisher made a post, and it's from um, from uh, the movie Tropic of Thunder. Does she still have the post? Oh, oh yeah, it's still up. It's it's from the movie Tropic of Thunder, right? And uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play it for you. Here, here we go. Your full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. So the guy says, you never go full retard, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And there's a lot of people that are really angry. Not, let me rephrase that. There's a min small, 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 miniature minority of people who are upset about it, right? And there's someone in here who's really upset about it. Saying you can't use the word retard, it's offensive. Uh, what's funny is I went through that person's Instagram yesterday, and they have racial, they play songs with loads of racial slurs in them. Let me reiterate that to you. There's someone in there, uh, several people in there actually, who are really angry, but if you go through, they're angry because. She quoted a movie that uses the word retard in order to describe her failure at the event, meaning that she did something retarded. And then when I went through those little whiny bitches Instagrams, I saw they have no issues playing rap songs that use derogatory racial slurs. You guys following that? So these people want to defend retards, but they hate black people. It's okay to use slurs and listen to music that has slurs from black people, about black people. You know what I'm talking about? Does anyone need me to say it? 
But for some reason, they're upset because the word retard. It's the hypocrisy is fucking crazy. It's not even hypocrisy. We all know. We all know that you hate yourself. You know what's crazy too? It's all people like you look at them and you just know. You're just like, yep, you are just imbued with insecurities. And because you are so fucking insecure and weak, you want the rest of the world to also demand that they be insulted so they be insecure and weak. They're such like little insecure people. And I just wish that they could let it go. They, they're attached to their, their, their puniness, their insecurities. And it's like, dude, I went on your Instagram account and you have songs on there that have racial slurs. All sorts of songs. And yet you are openly criticizing Lauren Fisher for, t for playing a, 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 com a movie from a comedy that's a comedy. Audrey, I don't understand how Sevy has time for such things. I barely have time and don't even own uh, own children. Own children, racist. Uh, it's crazy. It, boy, I have a, I have a fucking honestly, I have a research team of fifteen people. I'm not even joking. I have a crazy research team. I have a core research team of fifteen people, and then I have a secondary research team of fucking two hundred and fifty people. But let me get this straight for those of you who are complaining. You're upset that Lauren Fisher quotes a movie from Tropic of Thunder and a completely absurd movie that I fucking think is so stupid. Some people love it. Where Robert Downey Jr. is in blackface and he uses the word retard. You're upset at her for that to describe her own behavior. She's, make, she's fucking making fun of herself. But you have an Instagram account with you working out Littered with the word nigga. Littered. But it's okay. Because you're not racist. You're cool. You're good. You're a fucking douche nozzle is what you are. Stop demanding that people be offended. Stop doing it. It's gross. Being offended is bad. Just don't, but we all do it. We all get offended. I get offended every day. It sucks. I'm weak. But demanding that other people be offended, go fuck yourself. It's it's like it, it's like it's like fucking people when you know you have AIDS without a condom. It's disgusting. It's rude. Send her a fucking DM and tell her it hurts you. Hey, I got a retarded sister. It fucking that hurt, just so you know. Cry to your fucking wife. Cry to your husband. Yeah, Audrey, I get offended when people don't love listening to my bullshit in the chat. It's just, it's crazy. It, it, it's just crazy. It was that was pointed out to me the other day. Nitin and Singh, Sevi, you the man taking the shit out of him. Well, it's just crazy, isn't it? You, it's okay for you. Your little tiny fucking insecure self to fucking be talking crazy shit. 
bringing in the race card, the sex card, every fucking virtue signaling douchebag thing you can. And yet you're using, you listen to music, your Instagram's imbued with fucking music. I mean, every other song is a song that has fucking racial slurs in it. People love getting offended. I know, I know, that's the whole thing. Even when I get offended, I fucking love it. I love it. I go by Starbucks and I see the fucking gay flag in the window. It's not even the gay flag, it's the hate flag. I apologize to all gay people for saying that. I know you guys don't want that flag. I'm sorry, by the way, for saying that. That fuck, the, the, the pedo flag, how's that? I see the pedo flag in Starbucks window and I get offended. You're right. And I'm just like, hey, dude, let it go. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, Michael Barton, I work with people who have disabilities for years. They throw around the retard, the term retard all the time. I lived on a driveway in a car for five years in a motorhome, little motorhome where I ran a home for mentally disabled adults. I lived with them. You can see the movie Our House. I earned my, I earned my stripes. Just chill. Everyone chill. I can't wait. I, can't, I would love to see how you, you're going to defend the fact that it's okay for you to use racial slurs, but it's not okay for uh, um, Lauren to, to quote Tropic of Thunder. Uh, it's Sevon Rinsta. You can apologize to me in my DMs, and I, then I will run that up the ladder to God and see if he forgives you. Fucking douche. Hey, and just so you know, whenever someone says it's only white people doing that, you're like you're just outing yourself as racist. No one's like, oh, my God, you're right. It's just white people. No, no one. Everyone's like, wow, you're a racist piece of shit. We know what you're doing. It's like a form of bullying. No, no one should fucking feel upset for being whatever color they are. Well, if you're albino, that's kind of fucked. You should feel bad. You can't go to the beach shit like that. But other than that, you're good. Don't ever feel bad for being a color. You're co you Ever. Any color. Oh, no. This one's going to sting a little bit. Uh, Sevon, do you think it's weird your physical appearance looked more homeless when you had a home than when you... Fucking asshole. Uh, Sevon, what's behind you? It has green pants and yellow shoes. Nothing can even get back here. Hey, um, uh, I, I I didn't tell uh, Haley Adams this today, but I used Haley Adams today because I knew I knew that if I had Dylan uh, Walensky, uh Malitsky on by himself, we wouldn't we just would get have a normal show. But if we piggybacked it off of Haley Adams, we could get more eyeballs to help his event, right? And these events are important. Right. We want these events to do well. We want to support these events. It's, it's what invigorates the community, gets me more listeners for my podcast, gets more people into affiliates. It's just great for the ecosystem. So thank you, uh, Haley Adams, for letting us uh, use your star power to draw more attention to Wadapalooza. Ooh. 
excuse me. My not my top knot's get not getting loose. What are you talking about? All right. I felt like that was some pretty good social justice warrioring, right? Slapping some people around for their hypocrisy. I like to use inconsistency. And by the way, I'm not even mad at you. I don't care. Like I'm not. I I I don't I don't care that you're a sexist, racist, whatever you are, insecure, twit. I you're still my friend. I have lots of friends who fit that way. I'm I'm a bunch of that shit. I'm a bunch of like you know like. I got a bunch of that stuff in me. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you for it. But I'm also not blaming people. I'm not going around the world trying to project it on everyone either. So I'm just trying to like get you to stop doing it because it's, it's, it's stupid. Do something else. Stop trying to like you're, you. We know you're projecting your insecurities onto the rest of us. It's always the fucking weakest, most insecure people doing that shit. Oh, no. You want to do this? This is brutal. God, this one's brutal. Look at this. God, this is crazy. This is fucking nuts. I don't know if we should do this one. Look at this. This is fucking... This guy is such a ding-dong. Listen to this. Constantly asked, how have you maintained your culture during such rapid growth? Well, the truth is, it's been the culture that's fueled the growth. It's been, the, the, tr the truth is not the other way around. It's been the culture. I'm constantly asked, how have you maintained your culture during such rapid growth? Well, the truth is the truth. It's been the culture. It's been the culture that's fueled the growth. It's fueled the growth. God, this guy's such a douchebag. Listen, Lauren Khalil, love this. You, you love, you love a brand that named the brand before they had the product. You know that's one of their like front. That's one of their like stories. They had a name, and then they're like, "What should we sell?" This guy is such a fucking doorknob, dude. You need to go on a fucking ayahuasca retreat or some shit, dude. Not even a proponent of that. I love this. Andrew Hiller, why? Yeah, why? It's fucking nonsense. Sam dancing. Sam, you're a good dude, but but uh O'Keefe legend. Legend in what? He this that guy worked for Noble where they enforced injections on their employees in order to keep your job. <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh Andrew Hiller. Overreach, overpromise, and most importantly, overdeliver. That's that's your fucking company. That's what you're known for. What a fucking joke. Who would have him even come speak? I bet you Noble, I bet you Noble is fucking in horrible shape. And by the way, he says, I'm constantly asked. First, whatever your name is his name, Todd, Todd Industry. Uh, no one's asked you shit, dude. No one's asked you shit. Nobody. Stop that. That's how you know every single person's line on Instagram. Like, Lots of people have asked me about my home birth. Lots of people have asked me about what my training. No, no one's asked you. No one's asked you. One person was fucking drunk text you or some shit. 
You had a name for your brand. So that's the first thing you lied about. You had a name for your brand before you had a product, which means that you have no North Star. It's gross. It's, it's kind of it's gross, actually. It's, it's fucking gross. Uh, and then when you talk about culture, you had no fucking culture there. You supported Outwad, which openly supported bills that hurt kids. And you forced injections on your employees for them to keep their jobs, which is kind of crazy. I don't know this for a fact, but I guarantee you fucking O'Keefe and Sam Dancing did not fucking get that injection. I would guess. Well, probably O'Keefe did. Probably. I guess O'Keefe did. There's no way Sam did. No fucking way. Uh, and then and then and then and then third of all, uh, go woke and go broke. And then you ran away. The company fucking went broke and then you ran away. You don't even work there anymore. And then and then the, and your best known for is Andrew Hiller said overreach over promise and most importantly under deliver the fucking complete calamity a train wreck. Yeah, more people ask me which direction I, is my hog really up. And is it really big or am I lying about one of those? Then ask him what, how, what this, what, whatever the fucking, no one's asked that guy shit. What a fucking joke that company is. Pathetic. They're race baiters. They use black people. They use people for their sexuality. They use people for their skin color. They virtue signal. They wear their fucking pants too tight. They gave a lot of money to athletes. I'm, I guess I'm happy about that. For some of their athletes, they got money. But anyway, a joke, complete joke. Complete joke. I'm, I'm a born primitive guy. Now, that's my. That's I'm, I'm born primitive. Till further notice. Because I do. I do like to wear clothes. Matt Burns. God, I love Sevy's rants. Am I ranting? Jake Chapman, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, people ask me. No, they don't. You just have something to say. Yeah, just say it. No shit. Rambler, mortgage rates increased to 7.17. No shit. Uh, pool boy. Honestly, Sevon, I don't really care what a company believes in. I just want my shirt delivered on time, and they can't even do that. Jethro Cordona Sevi, you wore the noble fanny pack at the games. What a shame. It was actually uh, it was actually a, a really nice fanny pack. It was big and it was this cool canvas. I did not like that it said noble on it, but it was a really good fanny pack. I though I brought a mountain hardware one that was just too small. Even that, even even the even the noble one, which was big, and I'm very thankful that I got uh I needed I needed a bigger one. I want to thank Dave Castro for giving that to me too. I told you guys I touched I touched Alex. Uh, oh yeah, I talked to you guys about that. I touched Relats at the um, at the event. You know what's cool? I hung out with her for probably like five minutes. Her and uh, the other guy who owns Wolverine. And I re oh shit I've been looking for these. And I really and I really liked them. 
And then later when Andrew was going home, he called me and he's like, Hey, I hung out with this Wolverine people. And I said, what did you think? And he said, I really liked him. And I said, Oh, that's cool. And because often we won't, we'll hang out with people and we won't have the same. I wonder what's happening with Lindsay, the birth fit lady. She had a baby. I need to have her on the show. Do a birthing show. I'm sure the numbers will be massive. Okay, one more, one more thing, and then it's time. I want you guys just to think I'm full of hate and negativity. Here we go. I am 36. It's interesting being 36. That's not old, but it's old enough that things have changed in my lifetime. Like, I'm old enough to remember, you, used to, you saw a fellow with a neck tattoo. You used to think, ooh, I'm going to see a dead body. <laughs> now you see a fellow with a neck tattoo, all you think is, Mwah, this latte is going to be awesome. <laughs> look at, he those look like noble pants. Look at that dude's crotch in his pants. It kind of takes away from the joke. Jeez. Fuck. Those are the same pants Todd was wearing. I am 36. It's interesting being 36. That's not old, but it's old enough that things have changed in my lifetime. Like, I'm old enough to remember, you, used to, you saw a fellow with a neck tattoo. You used to think, ooh, I'm going to see a dead body. <laughs> now you see a fellow with a neck tattoo, all you think is, Mwah. This latte is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, he has some crazy, are his knees buckling? He has some crazy uh, like motor recruitment patterns, right? Like the way one leg moves and the other leg moves. It's not just that his knees knock. He's a trip. He looks 50. He does. No, I'm 50. He didn't look 50. What are you talking about? The pants are terrible. But that's the way that guy Todd looked from Noble in his pants too. Except this guy's funny. Hey, Christian, I want to talk about your uh, avatar pick. Yeah. Why is there all that chalk on your back? What is that? What the fuck is going on? I've always... You switched away from that pick. First of all, you look, you look extremely ripped. I get that. But there's something like... Um, it looks like a. I'm just saying, and maybe it's what you're going for. Um, I'm going for a, a 51. Yeah. So what? 51. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I'm 51. So what? It looks like this is like a um, a picture for Grinder. Like I'm supposed to want to like butt slam you when I see this. Am I? That's a farmer's tan. You think? You think that's a farmer's tan? There's no way. Either way, hey, you got to get that skinny again and retake that picture. You got to have someone else do it. I can't, that elbow, that shoulder you have in the foreground makes it look like it's some dude laying on his stomach waiting for you. I'm just, it's just, it's so, um, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a fucking sexed up creature, but it's so, uh, it's pornographic. It's, it's uh, erotic. It's too erotic. Erotic, yes, it's erotic. It's not pornographic. Penis down. <laughs> okay. That's it. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more, Christian. Uh, it's in Canada. It's a Canadian tan. Jeez. 
Uh, Mike McCaskey, why would you embarrass Christian? What kind of racist shit is this? Uh, I uh, honestly, uh, Kevin, um, you look like I, you look because of the way you're wearing your hat like that. And you have the bill, the bill folded so much in the front. You look like a girl in that photo. If you want me to be just completely frank for just tearing people up. You, you look like, uh, maybe like you, like you're a little bit androgynous. I don't mind a little androgyny. Damn. Christian, that's how unvaxxed Canadians look. All right. Well, you're fair enough. You win. All right. Uh, love and peace. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> Self help book. <clears throat> love you guys. Uh, is today Thursday? Uh, Shut up and scribbles on t uh, very soon. Hour and 45 minutes. Uh, that show is killing it, doing better than my own shows. How long before those guys break off and tell me to go fuck myself? Who knows? Um, and what the fuck is going on with my text messages? All right. And then I'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't think we have a guest uh, for tomorrow, but tomorrow night we have a uh, Saxon Panchik will be coming on. I'm very curious uh, what his future looks like. Uh, he was over at Proven. I keep hearing he's leaving. We'll get to the bottom of that tomorrow. All right, guys. Bye-bye.